and welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your hosts, Brent Aiken, David Pruitt, and Russell Martin. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now, here's your host for this week, David Pruitt. Well, hello, and welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you and invite you over to our website, www.studentministryconversations.org, where you can find all of our previous episodes, show notes, blog articles, and much more. Our goal is that you are inspired, encouraged, and that the things that you hear on this podcast would equip you to be a better student pastor for the church that you are serving in. All right, let's get into it. Today we are sitting down with my dear friend Karis, um, who is the director of family life and youth pastor. And oh, okay, I said that wrong. <laughs> Long title. I knew I was going to do this. Um, she Karis is the youth pastor, as well as the director of family life and missions at First Methodist in Stanton. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us a little bit about yourself, or at least anything new since the last time you were on about a year ago. Well, a lot has changed. Um, my name, again, is Karis Karstensen, and um, the last time I was on um, the podcast, I was talking with Brent, and I was living in Happy, Texas at that time. And then in June of this year, um, the yeah, in June of this year, uh, moved, made the move over to Stanton um, to be their director of family life and missions and their youth pastor and have really enjoyed it. The church family is wonderful and um, just there's so much support and so that's always a big bonus <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Um, but of course I miss Happy but um, I know that they are still blessing lives and blessing people over there and Happy for sure. So. Yeah, well that's awesome. You got a dog. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's exciting. For sure. So today we're going to dive right into it. Um, we're talking about doing for God instead of with God. And this is something that I feel like God has really been convicting me personally um, well, for many, many years. Um, but I was reminded last month. Um, through a conference we went to um, called the Right Now Media Conference in Dallas. Uh, well, technically a suburb, but regardless, the Dallas area. Um, and, uh, man, it's one of those things that's just stuck with me. And normally when I bring a guest on, the first thing I say is, hey, what are you passionate about and what do you want to talk about? And this time I called Karis and was like, hey, I have this idea for a podcast and I feel like you're the right person. And I've never done that before. So we're just going to see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. So I feel like if there's ever an expert on this topic, it's Karis. So I am stoked to be able to sit down with you and to hear your thoughts and to have an open conversation about it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just jump right in with the first question. Have we got so caught up with strategies and programs and money that we have neglected prayer? 
doing for God instead of with God. <laughs> I think I can probably speak for many other people, but I definitely think so. I think, um, especially whenever we get so busy and just get so like, but to check this, 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 this off our to-do list, I really feel like, and I'm so guilty of this all the time, doing things like for God instead of with Him. And so I think that um, <clears throat> making sure that like our heart posture is centered on not just service for the Lord, but service with the Lord, because after all, like we can't do this. We can try to do it on our own, all the things that we do. But in the end, uh, what really glorifies the Lord is that um, our invitation for him to come and enter in because great minds, great minds are good together. And I know and I know that the yeah. Lord has such um, such a great mind. I mean, he made literally everything. And so I think that it's so, so important to have like the heart posture of, OK, like doing this with the Lord. And I think that really boils down to just prayer. Like, before you do something, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about which direction that you want to go? So, kind of things like that. So, the short answer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about it, it's like we've forgotten the core, basic, essential thing that brings us to church, right? It's like, the whole reason why we gather is to worship God but yet we've forgotten all about God. We get so caught up in strategizing, um, trying to come up with these like killer events that bring lots of people in. And I think all of that's good, but if we forget or forsake, that's probably the better word, forsake the kingdom and, and forsake why we're actually here, which is to worship God, as simple as that sounds, then I think we're missing the mark. Yeah, a thousand percent. I'm I'm with you. That is so spot on. And I feel like <clears throat> sometimes we get so just like so tedious about some of the details and like how maybe your Sunday morning service runs. We want it to run smoothly, no dead time. And then sometimes like even I forget like, oh crap, like I have just done all these things but I haven't left room for the Holy Spirit to come mm -hmm. and have and have its way and and intervene as he you know and he will regardless of me or not. But I just I do have that conviction too. I'm like dead gum. <laughs> like we like I feel like I need to settle down and um, and just like get back to like the basics of what and why I was called and who I was called by to do all the things. Yeah, and you you touched on on something that. I think most of us struggle with us struggle with if we're being completely honest is that dead space. We feel like we have to fill every moment. We can't have quiet because that's awkward, right? Awkward silence is not good, but I'm like, maybe we should be. I think sometimes we feel like we have to kind of fill out a script like from A to Z and this is what it's supposed to look like. And this is the flow and this is, um, and I think that's important because we do want to have an excellent service. I believe that we owe it 
to every man, woman, and child who takes time out of their busyness to be in the presence with God. And we as leaders are tasked with the importance of that. Um, especially like, like for me, I'm a worship pastor and a youth pastor. And, and so I'm constantly in that, in that mode of, are we utilizing our time correctly? And are we worshiping God or are we worshiping ourselves? And, you know, always asking those questions. Um, but I think we do need to take those moments to, to pause and to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want? What do you want to do? All right, so the next thing, we need to focus every program and ministry through prayer. I believe that prayer should not be an afterthought, but it should be the base of all that we do in the church. Um, How many times do we like, we get this idea and we're like, oh man, and we go, um, I know for us as a staff, we get really tempted to just like, I get an idea and I go to, I go to Ryan, our pastor. I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this thing? And we just start, you know, talking through it. And parts of me thinks, what if I, I walked in and said, Hey, I have an idea. Can we pray? And we stop and we pray and we just pause for however long we feel like God is leading us to pray. And then we go into it. But do we have time? You know, and that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I feel like it's so easy to like be like the dreamer. And that's totally okay to be like be the dreamer of the ideas and then to be the executor and the planner of like all the ideas. But I think that's so good. And I've never thought about it like that, just to like before you go in and talk to your pastor and bombard him with all of your ideas and your thoughts and everything, just say, hey, I have this idea. Can we pray about it? Can we ask the Holy Spirit to come and intervene and and for God to have his way and uh, just to, like, guide the conversation? Because sometimes you can go off on tangents and then it's like you've been in there for, like, three hours because that's probably happened a couple times. <laughs> Every time for us. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so good. Yeah. I kind of think if we can shift our focus from just planning and hoping that God will bless our efforts to actually seeking God's will for our church, what would that look like? You know, especially as dreamers, you know, I like that you said that. And, And that's one of the things that I've been also convicted is have we stopped dreaming? Like, especially from our world, um, being in the Methodist church and and going through this crazy split. It's like, we've been so focused on that and where we're going and what the future looks like that. It's almost like in trying to make sure that we have a future, we stopped hoping for the future. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I feel like, Definitely with the split and everything, I feel like there's been more fear of the future and fear of the unknown of what all of this is going to come to. And the bottom line of it all, God is God. And um, I think that sometimes we forget that he has already gone before us. He has already known this is going to happen. He has already paved a way uh, for 
for the direction that each church family goes. Um, I really feel like we have lost sight of that. I know I've probably lost sight of it too. Like, oh, I don't know, Lord. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. But I really was convicted during during that season of just the unknown. I got really convicted of just the Lord saying like, hello, <laughs> I have already prepared a way for this. I have already gone before this and, that, and then the thing after that and then the thing after that. And so um, I just have to remind myself like, okay, Lord, like, I don't know what you're doing, I, but I trust you. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I trust you. I don't know where I'm going to go, where I'm going to be, but I just trust you. And and he always, he's always got you. He always he abides in us, and he knows our inner thoughts, and he knows our hearts, and and yeah. It's a good way to look at it. I feel like my mind goes to it, this like great mystery of faith that God is the author of our story and our story has already been written yet we're still living in it. And it's like, it's kind of a, is paradox the right word? Um, where sure. We'll just go with it. Right. That's, that's the whole thing of being a good speaker is as long as you say it confidently, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're over there on the keyboards. It's not paradox. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but it's like, it's an interesting mystery in faith that he has both already written our story and yet we're still living in it. And he knows the way that this story ends and yet we struggle so much to actually trust him in the midst of all of this and in, in our planning. And I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, definitely. The next thing is our, our ministries of our church are less about doing for and more about walking with. Mm. I'm thinking a lot about that. What does that mean for us to just simply stop doing all the things and just walking with God? Like, what would it look like if we stopped asking God to come bless the things that we're doing and we just said, God, where are you moving? And we're just going to go be in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think for a lot of churches, you know, each church has a culture and I feel like some of the culture, some of the cultures that our that some of our churches have, like no one specific, just in general. Um, I feel like there would have to be a big heart check, <laughs> like a big self check, um, in in our congregations that have to say, like, okay, we do all these things, um, but like we don't do them with the Lord. We will need to check all of our baggage at the door. And just come and, and I just believe just to fully surrender, um, fully surrender the service that we are providing. If that's going to shop for Christmas gifts for a ministry that you have um, in your church or, you know, something else. Um, just being able to, like, 
say, oh, I gotta go do this, I have to check it off my list, and then I can go do whatever, but just really surrendering um, that time that we have, that we would just do things for the Lord, um, and then pour out of our cup, um, if we do it with the Lord, as we pour out, the Lord will fill us back up. And not saying that He won't do that, if we do things for for Him instead of with Him, but I feel like if it's with Him, it's more of an instant. <laughs> I don't know. I that, that's No, that's a really good way of putting it because I tend to, maybe it's the ADHD person in me, but I tend to hyper-focus on the problem and the problem ends up in my mind being like, if we're doing everything for God, how could he possibly bless it? But yet he does over and over and over because I think if we're, if we're being, having that real true heart um, check, we'd all have to admit that we're probably doing more for God than with God and, and asking God to bless the work of our hands as opposed to us just being already in the blessing. And I like the way that you put that is maybe that is more instant, you know, especially in, in a culture, in a world that, almost demands instant gratification. If we like surrendered, we actually would get that, so to speak. Because I mean, God could still choose to make us wait. Um, I mean, be still and know that I am God is one of the hardest things that any of us could really do. Because we're so impatient. (laughs) I know I am. Yes, well, I am too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, but I really feel like at the heart of it all, like, I know that I know that the Lord will bless the diligence that we do when, when we are serving. I know that he will bless that. But at the end of the day, I just think he just wants to be with us. He just wants to serve the kingdom with us. He wants to go find the lost with us us. He wants to serve meals at the senior citizens place with us. He wants to do all these things with us and I know I'm guilty of it um, but not all the time is he invited in uh, to that and he you know he may be like hey let me in here and you're like no I have my to-do list to check off like hold on a second and um, that's a lot of conviction. (laughs) That's a lot of conviction but I just feel like just when it's all said and done, um, it's just you and the Lord. And I think that needs to, surely needs to just be the motivation of it all. Just that discernment and that um, sense of being able to recognize the Lord in his presence. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a quote from Lucy Harper, who's an author and a speaker. And um, <laughs> what she said was who is waiting on the front porch of our ministries waiting for us to stop being too busy to minister to hey we have like right here um i've always been someone who has been characterized as more of a servant-hearted leader but yet these last few years i found myself actually feeling like people are getting in the way. If 
if that makes any sense. And it's like, whoa, whoa, pause. Like, people are the core of our ministry. Not in, like, not, what's the word? Um, like an, a distraction. That's probably the best way to put that is, I think sometimes we think, Man, I'm trying to do all these things, and I'm planning all these things, and I've got, you know, I'm going to move for these house rules, and uh, I've got all these meetings, and someone comes in and says, hey, I need help. Whatever that help might be. And you're like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and of course, we don't tell them that, but internally, we treat them like, come on, why? <laughs> convicting things for me is like what if we start treating people and we'll call distractions in our life um, as a blessing because again the core is that we are here to to love God to worship God and to love others and ultimately to make disciples Nothing is more important than that. And we are not more important than that. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Here's a big question I wanted to ask you about. And I think this is something that all of us as leaders have to ask. Is the Holy Spirit central to our church or peripheral? What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> I feel like we would love to say that the Holy Spirit is, of course, he is the center of our church, but I feel like um, with our humanness, we get wrapped up in the distractions and we get wrapped up with everything else and sometimes we forget to have the Holy Spirit in the forefront in the center of our our church in the center of our hearts and I definitely feel like sometimes the Holy Spirit could be an afterthought when we get too busy when we get too distracted when we uh, just don't have time and when we just don't prioritize. I think that's the biggest thing um, whenever I look at that, like, man, like, what do we prioritize? Because, like, the priority should be, like you said, love God, love people, then to make disciples. And in that, it's like the Holy Spirit is center. You know, God three in one. He's the center of that all. And then, so I think whenever our hearts are not focused on that, then it can definitely be the Holy Spirit can definitely be an afterthought. And that's sad, and I feel so much conviction in this conversation. I feel like I'm the, I'm the person that needed <laughs> that needed this conversation. But, but yeah. Well, and that's the beautiful thing, of, I think, about this podcast is that it's a conversation. You know, I, I, I said that I feel like you're like the right person to have this conversation with. But that's why. Because... One of the most. I feel like the best thing that we can do 
God's plan or design for us is. I feel like, and I preach this all the time, and I don't know if it's totally correct, um, but the conviction I've typically gotten from God is that guilt is not in the Bible. I don't believe that God wants us to feel guilty when we get it wrong. I think he wants us to recognize that we have messed up or we have made things about ourselves and ask ourselves to repent and then move forward, whatever that looks like. So if you're listening and you're like, oh man, like, got punched, I feel like that's me and I've messed up, forgive yourself too. My my parents and my sister and my pastor, they always, even just in the short six months that my pastor has known me, he's just said, you got to give yourself grace. you got to be okay to be okay and to be not, and not to be okay. And so, I don't know, that's one of like the hardest, one of the hardest things ever <laughs> to think about is, you know, I can forgive, you know, other people, cool but like when it comes to forgiving yourself, that has been such a hard. It seems to be harder sometimes, and of course, not every situation is the same. It definitely could be harder to forgive someone than yourself. But I feel like once you give yourself grace, once you have that grace-filled mindset, once you have that compassion towards yourself, then I think it might be a little easier, <laughs> a little easier to forgive yourself rather than. Um, just feel that guilt and shame um, that the enemy can take that one inch and he'll just just run with it, make you feel so guilt-ridden and just shameful and ugh, hate the enemy, hate that guy. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, I think that same grace can be used in those moments where distractions come in and we're maybe we're the kind of on the opposite side of that where we struggle to see the way God is working because someone comes in and distracts us and our immediate thought is like, get out. <laughs> like I have work to do. I'm busy and I don't have time for you. Um, one of the biggest convictions I have um, is I do, I feel like I do a decent job of when someone comes in and distracts me. Even, even if my initial thought is, oh, I don't have time not letting people see that, but I do an awful job of doing the same thing with my family. When my wife comes in or my son comes in and I'm busy, I'm like, ah, I'm busy. Leave me alone. And it's like, I'm safe with them. They're my safe people, so to speak. Um, but I do a really bad job of when my son just need, needs his dad to to come in and love on him and to be with him. Um, instead, I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm too busy. And we need to not forsake those distra distractions, so to speak, because sometimes that's exactly what we need. 
speaking of, there was my family distraction. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here talking about how I should like, you know, embrace that distraction. And my wife has come in twice. Um, <laughs> will do for sure. <laughs> um, I wanted to share this quote um, by a, a pastor that I recently met. Um, I think it really wraps up what we've been talking about pretty well. Um, it's by Lieben Abraham. And he said this, it is far more about depending than doing. It's far more about trusting than trying. It is far more about surrendering than receiving. I think if we can get back to a place where we put our, our dependency, our hope and our trust in the inner working of where the Holy Spirit is, if we just get back to a place where we, instead of saying, God, come, come meet us where we are. We say, God, where are you working? Where are you moving? Where are your people? Help us to go and help us to succeed where you are, not the other way around. Yeah. Heck yeah. I feel like that's something that we all struggle with. I feel like, you know, it's more about depending on the Lord. And sometimes, probably most times, uh, we just feel like we want to take back the control and just like, oh, just depend on ourselves. Like, I can get myself out of this situation. I can do this. I can make this decision. I can do that. And um, it's a lot less about depending on the Lord when you can just depend on your own will or um, or like trusting in the Lord. Uh, I'm good. I'll just trust myself. I can get myself out of these things. And it's I just think that's totally missing the point. And I'm guilty of that, too. I am not a control freak, but I feel like I like to like feel like I'm in control. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like when I like have those moments of like clinging to some kind of control, um, it always backfires on me <laughs> at, at some point or somehow, but it's really just me not trusting God. I mean, it's just not surrendering that control, surrendering, surrendering my life to the Lord. I do that often you know I got baptized when I was eight years old and really rededicated my life to the Lord when I was a freshman in college but I still I still every almost every day have to say Lord I give you my life I give you my heart I surrender to you I trust you even when I don't understand even when I don't like the way things are going Lord just remind me that I have put my full trust in you and to not grab grab the pen back from the author. Mm. Try to write my own stuff because my plan is no good compared to what the Lord's plan is. And I want his plan anyway. So, Well, if you're taking notes, that's a really good thing to think of. I love that idea of like taking the pen and trying to write our own story. Man, there's a song there. <laughs> You're welcome. 
No, I really cannot take credit for that. I really have to credit, I mean, I'm sure there's millions of quotes of that. I just remember um, our friend Cole Davis, and we were at um, Butman Camp, and this really just stuck with me, and poor Isaiah, um, our friend Isaiah, got <laughs> the end of this, but um, Cole told him, he's in a very Jesus-y, loving, non-threatening way, um, Cole told, was talking with Isaiah, and Cole said, Isaiah, like, the Lord is writing your story. And if you take the pen back from him, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I've always remembered that and always thought about that. Like, oh, I don't want Cole to punch me in the face. So, <laughs> but. I'm literally writing this down. That's so good. <laughs> beauty. I think there's so much beauty in that and so much goodness that is in what Cole said. Of course, not punching Isaiah in the face, but, <laughs> and he did not. Disclaimer, he did not punch Isaiah <laughs> in the face. But um, I just think that whenever we want control, we just grab that pen and then start scribbling or doodling in the margins or, you know, whatever. And God's like, um, I want that back. Thank you. <laughs> you are going to ruin it. Do not mess it up. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. That's so good. If you guys don't know, um, one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to uh, reach out to Kara specifically is um, it has been a huge blessing. We are camp friends, and uh, we've had the, or at least I, I felt like I've had the incredible honor of being able to lead several small groups with Karis. We somehow always end up being uh, co-counselors together, um, which I love. And we're like known as the small group that's going to miss all the, the like fun work game time because we went like three hours in small group. Um, and the kids were in it. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't just St sitting there like why are we here no like they're asking us questions it's like three o'clock in the morning and we're still talking <laughs> but every time we start off laughing our heads off and we end in total tears <laughs> so i knew that this was probably going to get kind of heavy <laughs> and i'm okay with that <laughs> um but thank you so much for, for being a part of this conversation. And um, for those who are listening, thank you all so much for listening. Um, we would be so honored if you would share our podcast with your youth pastor friends on social media. Um, if you have a favorite episode or um, a quote or something from what you hear, uh, we'd ask it. Um, you'd shout us out um, on your favorite platform by using um, at talk student men. And, um, uh, as we talked about on our last episode, we are pushing towards, uh, 10,000 listeners, which is just crazy. Um, crazy to think that we're that close. And so we're trying to get to 10,000 by the end of the year. And I think we're really close. And so if you guys would share, um, this podcast with your, with your friends, that would mean the absolute world to us. Um, 
Finally, if you would like to be on the show in the future, please reach out to us on social media or send us an email at podcast at studentministryconversations.org. And we would love to set up a time for you to join us. Um, That's what makes this podcast unique in the sense that it's not just a few of us just talking about youth ministry. We want you guys to be part of the conversation with us. And that means actually having you on the podcast with us. So um, if you are interested, reach out to us and uh, we'd love to get you on. Um, Until next time, have a great week and we'll catch you on the next one.